Welcome to the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. Each week we sit around and discuss the music from our past. Sometimes we agree. I call it iconic. It's a 10. That riff is un- It's incredible. Clearly a 10. This is one of the most iconic songs of the 80s. Um, iconic from start to finish. And sometimes we disagree. The song sounds like something you might hear at your aunt's funeral. The absolute worst lyrics ever. It's like stuffing a sock in your pants and you got nothing else to tell me. This week, we are reviewing Metal Health by Quiet Riot. We hope you enjoy our show. Alright guys, and we're back with another Audible Ecstasy podcast episode with another incredible record review. Quiet Riot, Metal Health. It's a classic I'm looking forward to hearing y'all's opinions about this record. Does it stand the test of time? Let's answer that at the end of this. Guys, Anthony, I want you to go first. This is your baby. Track number one, Metal Health. What are your thoughts? All right. Before I get into Metal Health, I do have one quick thing I want to say, um, in case nobody knows Quiet Riot. Um, They are an American heavy metal band founded in 1973 by guitarist Randy Rhodes and bassist Kelly Garney. The band is ranked at number 100 on VH1's 100 Greatest Artists of Hard Rock. So I wanted to throw that out there before we got started. Um, the Metal Health, Bang Your Head, I mean, it's a 10. Loud, powerful, bombastic, and iconic. It's a great album intro song. Digging it. Awesome. Chris, what, what about your opinion on Metal Health? Yeah, this is, a, this is an easy 10 in my book. I mean, this is the definition of an iconic song. And I had the thought this week that uh, if the three of us were in a band and we decided to have bumper music come out, uh, this would be our, I would want this to be the bumper music because this (laughs) is the kind of song that could absolutely get people ready for a rock concert. Uh, It's it's a great rocking chorus, the riffs, everything. This is, this is a 10. I agree, man. Yeah. Bringing it up to my turn here, Metal Health, solid 10. It's iconic in every sense of the word. This is one of the greatest songs Quiet Right has ever recorded. I uh, love this tune. Yes, uh, it's been one of my favorites in their discography of you know various songs throughout the years. It's 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 a top five song for me, maybe even a top three song. It's that good. Um, but yeah, solid 10, iconic. That brings us up to track number two, Come On, Feel the Noise. Anthony, what are your thoughts on this one? It's another 10. Uh, Again, loud, powerful, bombastic, and iconic. The song works, and I prefer it over the original, um, which was done by Slade years ago. And I think Kevin Dubrow wanted to cover Mama, We're All Crazy Now instead of this one, but was talked into this song. And um, I think Jimmy knows a little more about that. But uh, both songs are done by Slade, and yeah, it's a 10. Great tune, great tune. All right, uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on Come On, Feel the Noise? Yeah, this is just a rock anthem right here. I mean, it's it's another iconic song. Uh, the chorus, you kind of, when you hear it, you, you feel like you have to sing along. It's almost like you don't have a choice when, when you're cranking this song. Uh, you know, I, I wrote in my notes here that uh, Kevin Dubrow's voice, he just, it fits these two opening songs like a glove. I mean, it just it's perfect mm-hmm. for these songs. Just good headbanging music. It's another 10 for me. Yeah, once again, it's every sense of the word iconic, although it's not an original by them. This is the first song I personally had heard from Quite Right way back in, I guess it was 83, uh, that they released the video for this on MTV. And uh, it was 
exactly what I needed as a young 10 year old or a nine and a half year old, depending on when they did release <laughs> this. But, uh, yeah, man, this is a great one. 10, I guarantee you they played this every single night, uh, on every single show, every single tour, <laughs> sometimes sure twice a night, no doubt. I mean, this is a crowd pleaser in every sense of the word 10 iconic. Now brings up track number three. Don't want to let you go. Anthony, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, I gave this a seven. Um, this is a solid mid-tempo rocker. Nothing too flashy about it. It feels more like a song that should be on the last half of the album instead of number three to me. Um, it's got a nice guitar solo. It's very smooth. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I've liked the song. I've always liked the song, but it's uh, definitely my lowest rated on the album, which is a seven. Wow. Wow. Chris, what about your thoughts of Don't Want to Let You Go? Yeah, I wrote it's a it's a solid song. It's got a nice bluesy sound to it. Pretty much different than <laughs> majorly different than the first two songs. Uh, so it kind of gave me like a uh, old school ACDC vibe or something to it. I don't like a Bon Scott sound or something. Hmm. Um, I was kind of torn between good and very good on this one. I went ahead and gave it a very good. I, I gave it a seven out of ten as well. So yeah, I, I I liked it okay, but it wasn't great. All right, so that brings it up to my opinion of don't want to let let you go. All right, I will be honest with you guys. Kevin DeBro is attempting to be a crooner in this song. He's trying to cool <laughs> it down a little bit. I do like the guitar tones. It's pure 80s tone for sure. But in my opinion, it is the worst song on the album. I gave it a five. I think it's a meh. I'll be honest yeah. with you. It's just my opinion, guys. Uh, you know, it's, it's a meh. Uh, but that does bring us up to the uh, fourth song, Slick Black Cadillac. How about this one, Anthony? What are your thoughts? Uh, this is a nine for me. It's an easy nine. Um, I always love this song. Heavy and loud. Very pimptastic is what I said. Um, this caddy would be pimped out. Fur seats and steering wheel. Dice hanging from the mirror. Neon underneath it. <laughs> suspension that rises and falls. And I see the car painted purple with gold rims. There's another version on this one, too, if you guys didn't know they're not on Ford Ride, too. <laughs> yeah, there is. Uh, and it's also fun to listen to. So they pulled kind of a white snake on us this week and pulled one from their old albums and put it on this album. So, uh, um, yeah, I give it a nine, though. Excellent. Wow. Wow. Chris, what are your, what are your thoughts on the Sleep Black Cadillac? Yeah, I said this song has a very uh, theatrical sound to it, in my opinion. I could... I could see John Travolta standing on the vehicle and singing this song in, in Greece or something, you know. I also said it kind of reminds me of a Queen song, to be honest. Yeah, I could see uh, that. It's a catchy song. Uh, I don't know. It's it's tough to to, to rate this one. Uh, I'm probably a little low when I look at the score I gave it. I gave it a six and a half between good and oh, very good. That's too low, man. Come on. Uh I'd say it's Sandy very Brown. good. So I'm gonna bump that to a seven. That's that seems fair. I'd say very good. I don't think it's great, but I think it's it's very good. So I give it a seven. Uh, I you know the the fact that this is the uh, only song on this album that was co-written by Randy Rhodes, I can feel the vibe in it. Um, and you know obviously he died, you know during the recording of this record whenever he was you know on tour with Ozzy. Slick Black Cadillac is a it's a good song by all means of the word. It's a good song. I uh, I remember it being, I, for some reason I remember listening to this and thinking it was a lot better, but hearing it play back now, you know, some thirty five years later or whatever, thirty thirty some years later, I'm I, I'm thinking that I'm I'm thinking it's a very good song. I don't think it's great. Uh, I gave it a seven as well, so it's a seven in my book. Now, mm -hmm. it brings up the track number five. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a bitch. So what do you I'd think like about to, that? 
I'd like to actually, before we move on, you say this song, you can hear Randy Rhodes' influence on this song. He actually co-wrote this tune because you know he was on. This was like a, a another version of a song that was recorded back in um, yeah. 77, 79? It was on Quite Right too. Two. Okay, so it would have been probably would have been eighty. Because yeah, I don't right, get any. So. I don't hear Randy Rhodes' influence in this at all. It didn't. Doesn't. It's not a very guitar-centric song. It's just. Well, no, no. It's not. It's not that. It's just that he. This is the only song that he's got credit for writing on this record. Okay. I didn't. That's know all. That. Because he wrote, because he was on QR2. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just a rearrangement of the tune. That's all it is. And it's, uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's good. I just don't, uh, it doesn't make, I don't think it's great. You know, I'll, I'll stick with very good. All right, back to track number five, Anthony. Loves a bitch. What do you think about this one? I tell you what, I used to snicker a lot when I was a kid hearing this song because of the bitch word in it. Um, <laughs> but there's actually a worse line in this album for a kid to hear, but uh, we'll get to that later on. But I give this one a nine. It's an excellent for me. Um, it's a great power ballad. The song is excellent from start to finish. I mean, it just works. It's all great. And if you want to hear Debro being a crooner, check out QR3. There's a lot of crooning songs on that one. So <laughs> <laughs> they definitely took their sound in a different direction on QR3. All right. So, and you're saying you said nine on this? Oh, nine. Heck yeah, man. I love this song. I've okay. always loved this song. I always good. loved it. Very man. good. All right. Well, Chris, that brings it to you. Loves a bitch. What do you think about track number five? Yeah, I, I enjoy the chorus on this song. And I, this seems like every week when we do these reviews, there's a song that's maybe not even one of the most popular, just a random song that, that gets stuck in my head. The chorus does. And then this was the one this week. I, I kept like... I'd be in the shower and be like, love's a bitch, baby. You know, I just, <laughs> I, I'd keep hearing this song and I don't know. Uh, yeah, the, the riffs were good. The the solo was was good and the chorus was really good. Um, I like Kevin DeBro's voice on this one. I felt like it really fit this song. I gave it an 8 out of 10. I think this is one of the better songs on the album, personally. Hey, you know what, Chris? I, I definitely agree with you on that. It is definitely one of the better songs. I feel like uh, it's mellow, mid-paced. I love the tone of the guitar on this one as well. Um, vocally, DeBro is right in his right range, in my opinion. Not that it, it was bad in, in, in the other songs, but this it fits his voice perfectly in this song. I do like it. This may be, besides those iconic songs, this might be my favorite song on here as well, Chris, just so you know. I, I do like this one a whole lot. Um, however... I respect the song for what it is. I don't think it's, you know, excellent by no means, but I think it's a seven and a half. I was torn between a seven mm-hmm. and eight. Um, but, um, yeah, seven and a half is where I'm going to stand on that one. And, and keep in mind, that's between very good and great. And, you know, this album slowly starting to show its age to me right now at this point, midway through this record. So here we are. We're already up to track number six, Breathless. What do you think about this one, Anthony? It leaves me breathless. I'm so helpless. Um, <laughs> I, I give this one an eight. It's another solid mid-tempo rocker. Drums are a standout. Great guitar solo. Not much more to say, man. Hey. So give it an eight. Excellent. Wow. Hey. All right. Chris, what about your thoughts on Breathless? Yeah, I said it's uh, it's nice har- harmonizing guitars at the beginning of the song. Of course, it was decent. Uh, it's kind of a take it or leave it for me, to be honest with you. Uh I don't know. It's it's better than a mad, but I gave it a six. I'll, I'll say good for this and not much more than that. I actually think the album starts to kind of decline a little bit at this point. Uh, and right. there's a lull for a little few songs here for me. But, uh, yeah, six for me. Okay, fair enough. Now, 
I'm with you. I think the song starts off with a good gallop with those uh, dueling. What sounds like dueling guitars. It's a single guitar. Um, I've been you know double recorded or triple recorded for that matter. But um, the song starts with so much promise, but course and stuff. It ends up not being good. It ends up being good, but not great in my opinion. And that's that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm at a six as well on this one, Chris. Um, as we're moving along, we're at track number seven, "Run for Cover." Anthony, what do you think about this one? Uh, another song that is heavy, loud, and powerful. Uh, I enjoyed the drums and the guitar on this one. Kevin killing it on vocals again. I mean, I gave it an eight. So wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, Chris, what what are your thoughts on this uh, run for cover? I said we've got a good uh, pulsating drive throughout this song. It's it's got a nice beat to it. Uh, the chorus was decent. Uh, some of these songs just started feeling a little generic sounding to me, to be honest. I felt like they started out really strong, and some of the songs on the back half of this album didn't really do it for me. It's it's better than the previous song, uh, a little bit better, and I thought there was a solid guitar solo in it, so I gave it a six and a half instead of six on, for this one. I, I think it's between good and very good, but I wouldn't go much further than that. Yeah, you know what, Chris, you must have seen my freaking notes, dude. That's uh, that's <laughs> pretty not. much what I wrote down, um, honestly. I think that song starts off great as well. Um, I think that uh, it's got that rock and pace throughout. It's good. It's got simple guitar riffs. It makes this song good, not great. And I, too, am at a six and a half. Uh, unbelievable. Wow. Um, Anthony, what about your thoughts on the eighth track, Battle Axe? Although it's the shortest track on here, I know it's instrumental. I, I do want to rate this one because, you know, I'm curious y'all's opinions. Uh, you know, I gave it a seven. I thought it was a solid instrumental song. Uh, nothing too flashy or fancy. You know, it works uh, for the short. It's almost just a lead into Let's Get Crazy. It's so short. Right, right. I could feel that for sure. Chris, what about your thoughts on Battle Axe? Yeah, I actually really enjoyed Battle Axe. I think it's a very good guitar solo. Uh, it's, it's hard for me to grade guitar solos because a lot of times I want to hear a chorus and like that, that kind of sets the tone for a song for me and you know guitar solo is not going to have that but uh overall i gave it an eight out of ten i thought i, I thoroughly enjoyed it i mean i thought i don't know if i'd go iconic or anything but I, I i really enjoyed the guitar solo on this one i got i swear to god chris you have literally read my lines <laughs> oh my god all right i'm exact same exact same way i think this is a great instrumental it's not overly complex it is it fits this record it fits the time because you got to remember, this is coming out after an Eddie Van Halen destroyed the guitar world there for a right. few years, and you know Carlos Cavazzo is absolutely, you know, he's he's a shredder as well, but he's keeping this nice pace. I think it is perfect placement in this record. It, it actually brings it brings my enthusiasm back up knowing that we've got something on here. It's late in the record. Um, I, I gave it an A as well. Uh, I think it's very solid, and it's it's honestly. Very, very uh, pleasing to me to hear this because I was like, wow, you know, I'd forgotten this was even on here as well. You know, listening to it for the first time in so many years, I forgot this was on there. And I was like, wow, I forgot all about it. You know, it's it brought back some good memories. So, yeah, very good song. Remember, as a track, track is just worth an eight to me. Yeah, absolutely. Now, that does lead us into track number nine, Let's Get Crazy. What about that one, Anthony? Let's get crazy. Uh, I gave this one an eight. Um, it's another solid mid-tempo rocker. Not much to say about it. It works from start to finish. You know, and I've mentioned that line before. There's a line in this song that kind of always surprised me. As a kid, I never caught it, but as an adult, I was like, they actually put that line in a song? It kind of just kind of took me by surprise a little bit. Um, I'm not going to say the line, so I want to keep this PC, but uh, 
Um, or PG, uh, anyway. It's not PC. And, uh, <laughs> brain's not working. But anyways, yeah, I gave it an eight. Great, you know, really enjoy this one too. Fantastic, Chris. What are your thoughts on Let's Get Crazy? I caught the same line, Anthony. That I know exactly what you're it's, talking about. That, I was so surprised when I heard it recently. When I came back and listened to this album after a few years away from it, I, I wrote the the opening riff on this. Sounds a little bit like Slow Ride. Did you guys ever catch that on this the oh, yeah, opening nice. riff on this? <laughs> nice. I mean, I know it's it's not the same kind of song, but uh, yeah, to me, this one's kind of like a generic song. Even the title's kind of generic. Let's get crazy. I don't know. <laughs> it's just. I don't know. I to me this was a meh. It, it was take it or leave it, but I it didn't catch me. It's five out of ten for me. Probably the worst song on the album. I thought. Yeah. Well, I, actually, no. you, I know both of you guys uh, said the uh, "Don't Want to Let You Go" was, but I actually kind of thought there was a nice groove in that. To this this one, I just got nothing out of. Wow. Wow. Now, as far as let's get crazy, in my opinion, I thought this song started off as an attempt to melt your head with some riffs. I think it's an okay rocker. But it's almost generic by today's standards. I uh, <laughs> the best line on the whole album is in this one, <laughs> and all we'll say best is line. I'm "Kiss your lips," uh, and we're going to end it there. I'm telling y'all, I literally laughed out loud because I forgot it's even on here. When it when I first I heard, I was like, "Oh my god, he just said that." If you think back about the debauchery of L.A. in those days, I mean, this was the beginning of the hair metal era. You know, you guys realize this is like a year away from the explosion mm-hmm. of people on the strip before we got Motley Crue and all those goodies started popping out, shout out the devil and stuff. So yeah, man, uh, no doubt it's, it's a, it's, it's a good song. I don't think it's, I don't think it's great. I don't think it's mad. I don't agree with Chris on this one. I, I do think it's worth a six. Um, uh, it does hit line. Oh my God, it kills me. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a solid six in my book. Now, with that being said, it brings us to the last song on the record. Track number 10, uh, Thunderbird. Anthony, what about, what about this one to you? I'm sitting at a nine on this one, guys. It's an excellent power ballad. I um, always loved it. Um, a great song to close an album with. And I don't know. Jimmy probably knows this. Chris maybe doesn't. I don't know. Uh, the song Thunderbird is dedicated to guitarist and founding member Randy Rhodes. Um, all, the bulk of the song was written for Rhodes while he was still alive. Kevin Dubrow added one final verse as a tribute to Rhodes after he died in a plane crash on March 19, 1982. And I couldn't find the verse. I'm not sure what verse it is. I looked for the verse, but I couldn't really find it. Maybe one of you guys know it, but I think it's the, last, it's the last verse, I believe. The very last verse? I believe so. Is it Fly On Thunderbird or something like yeah. that? Well, something? it's, yeah, the Fly On, it's, it's you know, it's basically his nod to Randy going out. You know, he left him for a better world, and then he left the world totally. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. What was your rating again, Anthony? I'm, I'm sorry. I was. I gave it a nine. Nine. Okay. Chris, what are your thoughts on uh, Thunderbird? Yeah, I think this is a solid way to close the album as well, Anthony. It's uh, I You had tipped me off to this song being about Randy Rhodes, and and I can see that. Uh, it's I think it makes the strong this song a little more um, relevant, makes it more important, I guess. Uh, it has a catchy chorus that kind of gets stuck in your head, and I kind of feel like I had a bit of a free bird vibe to it or something, if that makes sense to you guys. I know it's a little more of a rock song. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, I think that's a pretty good, uh, I don't know, just for what it is. Yeah, I gave it an eight. I thought it was, I thought it was an excellent song, and uh, it's a great way to close the album. Wow. Wow. All right. And see, I uh, brings it to me, obviously. I'm going to go with Thunderbird here. I, great message. Uh, remember Randy Rhodes, obviously, uh, fans of 
follow this genre of music is going to know and worship Randy Rhodes at probably some point in time in your lives. Um, closing out this album, that it does show its age, no doubt about it, in my opinion. I don't think it's the best tune to end the album, but uh, Randy's death at that time, it had to be a dark overtone in the studio once this happened as they were recording it, like Anthony was saying. He he created an extra verse on this to uh, to show even more respect to Randy, even though this song was basically already dedicated to him. Um, you know, it, I, it's a good one. You can sing along to it. It's easy to remember. I, I do think it's it's worthy of a seven and a half, in my opinion. Um, and, and that's where I'm going to stand. I think it's a seven and a half. I think it's a solid. Uh, it's it's pretty good ender. I mean, it's not. I would like a little bit of faster tune at the end, personally. I like going out with a bang, if you will. But uh, you know what? This song has that that meaning behind it, and that's what makes it as high as it is for me. So I'm giving it a seven and a half. All right. Now, that brings us to the, uh, I guess, Anthony, ever how you want to close this out, we can do a summary of what we all feel like about the record and what the overall rating is, of course. But uh, you got any questions for us or anything? Yeah. You know, of the two big songs on this album, I mean, maybe they're two biggest songs of their entire career, Metal Health and Come On, Feel the Noise. Which would you guys lean towards? I mean, I'm towards mental health because it just it gets me more than Come On Feel the Noise does. But what do you guys think? Yeah, I would say mental health as well. I, I, one of my one of the best songs, my favorite song by these guys, in all honesty. And I think, like I said before, if if I were in a band, I would seriously consider this as the bumper music to to get people hyped up before they come on stage. I mean, I think I kind of tipped my hand on the on the answer when I said that, probably. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the best song in my opinion uh, anthony uh, obviously I, I agree with you guys on this one too i think metal health is the absolute best between the two of those songs yeah, it's I do too. it's a top three quiet right song and like i said i know in my opinion it, it's it'll fall in there it's just awesome it's a great song it's a perfect way to open it and chris your buffer music suggestion is hilarious because that is that's a great way to think about it i mean you talk about getting a crowd pumped up because everybody's going to know it when it starts playing mm-hmm. and uh man such good stuff good stuff now, guys, let's do our overalls on this. Anthony, what about you? What's your overall feel for this record? Um, I'm gonna give it a little bit of a, a little bit of, a little bit of splaining going on here just for a second. I hope you guys can hang in there for a minute. Ahead, um, my rating might be a bit biased before I give it out, but this band and this album helped to build my interest in hard rock and metal music. It is up there with Pyromania, Master of Puppets, Shout at the Devil and a few early Aussie albums that are albums I heard as a teen that helped to define me musically. That's probably why I have such strong ratings about this album. Um, Metal Health is a great album, strong from start to finish, with no real weak songs, and I can't recommend it enough. And I gave it a nine, because it, it, you know, it's not just an excellent album, it means a lot to me overall, personally. I mean, I got it for Christmas when I was a kid, and knowing that one line's in there and bitch is in this thing, and I got it for Christmas when I was like 10 or 11, crazy to think about the 80s man what a wild time um and i want to go into one little brief diatribe here before uh is that the right word tonight diatribe um anyways <laughs> I, I guess so um we'll allow it. i just want to go into there's an album out there called terrified released in 1993 debro was fired after qr3 because he was shooting his mouth off about other bands from what i read they made QR, which is not that great an album. He comes back in 93 for an album called Terrified that's not anywhere to be found, which arguably is as good as Condition Critical. Um, it 
when I rank the albums, I put them together. Um, of all the Kevin Dubrow albums, not all the albums of Quiet Riot. So if anybody wants to listen to Dubrow, get out a pen and paper. Here it is. Um, Metal Health, obviously, number one. Then Condition Critical or Terrified um, will be the number two slot. And Terrified is streaming on YouTube. You can find it there. And then Down to the Bone, Alive and Well, Guilty Pleasures, Rehab, or QR3 would be the next ones to go with. Um, Take your pick. And then after that, I go with Quiet Riot 2 and Quiet Riot. And that's the way I would do it. If anybody wants to listen, because I wanted to listen to DeBro's music when I started this deep dive, and I didn't know where to look. And I had to go search all this stuff out. So anybody listening, rewind it back, write these down, go search YouTube, everywhere else, and you'll find some some good stuff. And there's some good stuff on those albums, too. There's a good song called uh, something about Hot Shots or something like that. It's really good on one of those, but uh, it's a really good stuff. So, yeah, we went on a major, major deep dive this week, man. <laughs> no doubt, dude. You, you really did take it to the next level, and I'm, I'm glad you did. You, you know what? I can honestly say I don't, I don't remember the Terrified album at all. I may have to go back and listen to that one. Go, you, uh, have to go to, you have to go to YouTube. <clears throat> it's not anywhere streaming. You go to YouTube and look it up. I can find you a link and send it to you. Yeah, it's, so. uh, it's kind of piqued my interest. Uh, well, because, you know, in my opinion, DeBro is the voice of Quiet Right, period. That's the way I felt about it. I mean, there's um, been other singers, but... Uh, Right, they, right. Did, they do it like him. Yeah, I agree. All right, very interesting. Chris, what about your final thoughts on this record? Overall, this album has some undeniable <laughs> iconic songs. Uh, two right off the bat. They're fantastic. It's kind of interesting with uh, Quiet Riot. I, they were a little more theatrical than I expected when, when we got into this. I, re- I really got that vibe from them. And it's interesting that Randy Rhodes started with them and then went to Ozzy, who's probably one of the most theatrical rock musicians out there. I mean, these guys were all about putting on a show really first and foremost and entertaining their fans, I think, which is great. Uh, you know, there were some bluesy songs on this album. There were some headbanging songs on this album. I heard shades of queen. I heard shades of ACDC. I heard shades of seventies rock. This album was really all over the place and in, in a good way, really. Uh, I enjoyed the listen for the most part overall. Uh, I tallied it up and I gave it a 7.6 overall, which you know is a little beyond very good. So I think that's pretty fair. Um, I was kind of surprised at that score, but then I realized the first two songs were both you know iconic tens. So that's kind of I guess what bumped it up there. And uh, yeah, overall it was a really good album, and I enjoyed the listen. Awesome. I'm glad you like that one. Now, <clears throat> as far as my thoughts, I remember this record being one of my very first uh, metal records, if you will, that I, I remember getting as a child or as a young kid, you know, yeah. 10 years old, like I said, nine, 10 years old. That's when my eyes were open to hard rock, so to speak. Um, MTV basically made this album what it is. Oh, yeah. Quite right. Saw an opening and they definitely took advantage of it. Their theatrical presence in those videos probably sold them millions in the and i mean obviously in the 80s as uh, as you guys probably read this is like they went to number one in the united states on billboard that's a lot for a hard rock slash early metal band to do um these two great videos they had come on feel the noise and metal health i mean it was it sold it to the masses i don't know you guys realize in those videos there was this metal mask that this guy was mm-hmm. a mental patient he yeah. wore that yeah. thing was probably worth it's worth it was worth its weight in gold back then because everybody wanted to have one on their wall because in the video <laughs> if y'all remember it was above that kid's yeah. wall when they were breaking mm-hmm. in to come on feel the noise 
And, you know, that just, that, that image is in my mind. Um, you know, God, I feel like the album as a whole, it really doesn't stand the test of time as far as sonically, but man, it's got some rockers on it. Uh, I think, uh, most folks who are our age will remember this and it certainly will bring back a lot of memories of probably some pretty fun times in your life. Um, you know, especially if you're old enough to, to have lived that and experienced what the uh, early MTV did for the metal metal journey uh, that a lot of folks took. You know, we, we saw Quiet Right, and then immediately thereafter we saw Motley Crue Shout the Devil, which made your parents probably freak out when they saw the first video, <laughs> you know, Looks That Kill. But nonetheless, um, album is absolutely worth anybody to listen to, no doubt about it. This thing is currently selling on CD for less than $4 on Amazon. It's crazy. I will tell you right now, that's worth $4 any day of the week, exactly. any day of the week. Um, you know, I know we stream things for free nowadays and, and owning things is, you know, kind of the thing of the past, but this one's absolutely worth seeking out and in Anthony's words, seek it and listen to it because it's worth it. Exactly. It is a great, great journey down our history of hard rock and metal. And I was absolutely pleased to go back and revisit it. Although some of the songs didn't stand the test of time like I thought, like I could remember, because I remember this stuff being great as a kid. It It's lower than I anticipated. My score came out of 7.3. I know that I had a couple that were pretty low. I, you know, I, I think this is certainly a 7.5, like Chris said. This is definitely a 7.5. Although my numbers say 7.3, it's worth a listen, guys. So I'm telling you right now, the horns are up for this one because it's a classic. Classic. All right, guys. Uh, any parting thoughts? I know this has been a long rant, and I hate to go off like that, but you know what? It did take me back. Lots of lots of memories. So, so something you said that actually kind of stuck with me, Jimmy. You're talking about the metal uh, mask on those videos, and if you think back around that time frame, these horror movies were fan. You know that that was oh, yeah. were uh, you yeah. got Friday the Thirteenth and, yeah. and all these. Yeah, how, exactly. <laughs> I mean, this is brilliant marketing by these guys because if you want to get fans like roped in especially metal fans they're probably horror movie fans as well that's a great way to do that you know you say that now but if i'm not mistaken this album came out right around the time jason actually got his hockey mask for the first time did really it was it's it close very to, well man so he got his mask in friday the 13th part three and i think that was 81 or 82 something like that so he didn't get his mask until that one. He, he didn't have him in the first. Well, he wasn't in the first one. His mom did it in the first one. Spoiler alert. But yeah. uh, <laughs> in the, the second, the he, second wore one sack, he wore a yeah, sack. sack with an <laughs> eye cut out of it, which is really creepy, actually. And then the third one, he finally got the mask after shooting someone with a spear gun, I think it was. So, anyways. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I Quite do know my stuff. horror movies, too. So <laughs> I'm a fan of the Friday the 13th as well. Yeah, so it's pretty cool times. Awesome. Well, guys, let's let's close this bad boy out. Um, now, obviously, uh, before we go next week, we've got a. Uh, I think it's going to be a surprise for you too, because I don't think you all really had a good shot of listening. And it is my record, right? We are on Michael Schinker Group, correct? Incorrect. No. We're doing What's next Operation, week? Operation Minecraft. Minecraft. Oh, is it Chris's turn? Dang it! I was looking forward to mine. <laughs> all right, all right. It's well, Chris's I, turn. Hey, so Jimmy, it's Operation I was actually, Minecraft. I was actually looking forward to yours too. I, oh. I tried to listen to Mind Crime this weekend and uh, I'm about to give it another listen. <laughs> oh my God. Mind Crime is absolutely going to be an it, exciting discussion next it's week. Gonna, it's oh going to be God. roles reverse, Anthony. We were kind of down on this album and you, you were all over it. 
Yeah, it might be rule because <laughs> I know me and Jimmy. It's both not. Are I just. Big I'm Queens not a Rack big. Fans, so. I'm not a big Queen. I never could get into Queens Rack. I never could. You know. Well, that's all right. Well, we'll see how this one turns up, guys. Queens Rack Operation Minecraft. Honestly, I can't wait because um, as we, two out of three of us will agree, this album kicks. <laughs> yeah, it's a great album. There's some great songs on it. I'm, I'm just, just saying. Is it? Well, I will try to be critical yes. with it. I will, I'm going to be so. critical as well because I haven't listened to it in probably a, a solid month and a half. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. All right, guys, let's wrap this thing up. All right, for Audible Ecstasy Podcast, thanks for listening. This is Jimmy. This is Chris. This is Anthony. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. Join us next week when we review... Operation Mind Crime by Queensryche. We'll see you then.